Welcome to The Cap, where we are here to speak with college reps and other professionals in the field of college admissions to help answer all your questions and guide you through every step of the process. So if you're serious about college admissions, you've come to the right place. Are you ready? Let's talk about it. And now, here's your host, Dr. John Durante. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and I am here to introduce you to college admissions representatives and other professionals in the field of college admissions. Our purpose is to serve you, the students and parents, so that you may gain insight straight from the people who ultimately make the decisions. Regardless of whether you apply to a particular school being highlighted in a given episode, you should listen to all of them, as each guest will give you tremendous insight and advice on every aspect of the college admissions process, prompting you to come up with your own follow-up questions for when you visit campus or meet with a college admissions representative yourself. Don't forget to visit our website, www.collegeadmissionstalk.com, or the show notes of each episode to access the alphabetical list of all the colleges available with the related audio link to the right of each school. The alphabetical list provides you with on-demand access to all of the episodes so that you may listen whenever you wish. And if you want to receive links to episodes before they are released on the podcast, along with other related resources, please fill out the email opt-in form also available on our website and in the show notes of each episode. Lastly, please email me with any questions or comments at collegeadmissionstalk at gmail.com. So are you ready? Let's talk about it. Welcome to The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. I am your host, John Durante, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce you today, Danielle Fusaro, who's an admissions counselor at Pace University. Danielle, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, John. This is really exciting. I've never done a podcast before. It is our honor and pleasure, and we can't wait to hear about all the great things that Pace University offers its students. So, Danielle, let me start by asking you, what are some of the things that you personally love about Pace University that makes it so appealing for so many students to want to apply and ultimately attend? So this is a tricky question just because there are so many aspects to PACE that I really think it makes a wonderful place for students to learn both in and outside the classroom through real world internship experiences. Uh, But one of my favorite parts about PACE is that we have two undergraduate campuses. So we have one campus in Westchester, which is your traditional suburban campus with our Division II sports teams and our nursing program. And then we also have our New York City campus. And there is a free shuttle for students to travel between the two campuses. So even if a student's home base is Westchester, they still have the opportunity to take courses on the New York City campus and vice versa. It really gives students the best of both worlds in that way. And another feature that I love about PACE is our community. It's very inclusive, very welcoming. We have students coming from states across the nation and 99 countries. So students are learning not only from their professors, but also from each other. Well, that's a terrific intro. Thank you so much, Danielle. Two undergraduate campuses, one, as you mentioned, in the suburb of Westchester, and the other, of course, in beautiful New York City, which is obviously an urban area. So we appreciate that. And of course, Visiting campus, Danielle, before committing to a school is really important Mm -hmm. for students to get a feeling of the campus and the surrounding area. So if a student is able to come to Pace University, 
What are some of the areas they should absolutely visit? And what are some questions they should be asking to help them determine whether or not Pace University is in fact the right fit for them? So if students are visiting the Westchester campus, their tour is gonna showcase our amazing student-run businesses, our sweet style dorms, and if they go on a nursing special interest tour, they will also take a look at our nursing labs where students actually practice on simulations that can give birth. I would also recommend that students who are interested in Westchester take a look at our environmental center on campus, maybe go to a football or a basketball game, and also explore the town of Pleasantville nearby. There's a lot of really wonderful restaurants and shops, and it just gives you a better idea of student life beyond campus. And then with New York City's campus, the tour will allow students to see newly renovated spaces, the tallest dorm building in the world with views of the (laughs) skyline, which is a huge perk. And if they take a performing arts special interest tour, a glimpse into the life of a theater student. So if students are on the New York City campus, I always recommend that they get a better sense of the surrounding area by traversing the Brooklyn Bridge or walking down Wall Street or even taking a trip to the Lower East Side for some of the best food in the city. There really is so much to do uh, in downtown New York. And then in terms of the questions that I think students should be asking on their tours, These are questions that aren't specific to PACE. I think it's helpful for any school you might be attending for a tour. My first question that I love students asking is, what do students do for fun? What internship opportunities are available for my specific major? And if you could describe a PACE student in three words, what words would you use? Well, that's great advice, Danielle. Thank you so much. And of course, asking the question, what do students do for fun, particularly if they're in the New York City campus, there is so much to do. So many cultural experiences, whether it's the theater, the museums, the restaurants. So obviously uh, plenty to do on and off your campus. So let's talk a little bit about the application itself, Danielle. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that students do to demonstrate their interest in attending Pace University? And do you track such things as part of your overall admissions process? So yeah, we do keep record of the events and the campus tours that students are participating in, but demonstrated interest does not make or break a student's application. It's more for students than for counselors, honestly, because attending events like those are beneficial for students to learn more about PACE. When I travel across Long Island and Staten Island to visit high schools, it's definitely helpful for students who are interested in PACE to attend these visits or speak with me at college fairs so that they can get a better sense of what PACE has to offer and also have a point of contact for when they're going through the application process. And then also, of course, visiting campuses for tours is helpful not only for students to show their interest, but also for students to get a better sense of whether they can really envision themselves at either our Pleasantville or New York City campuses for the next four years. Well, we appreciate that. And Danielle, I was curious, does Pace University have an honors program? And if so, how are students considered? In other words, do they have to apply separately? So Pace does have the Fortzheimer Honors College where students get perks like advanced research opportunities and scholarships, and all high school seniors are considered for the Honors College automatically upon applying. They don't have to send in any separate application or essay to be considered. 
Another great part about this is that students who might not be admitted into the honors program in their freshman year can still attend PACE, and then current PACE students can still apply for the program for their sophomore year. So it's not a one and done either. Uh, but yeah, that's that's our honors program. Well, we appreciate that. And I know that Pace University, like many other schools, is in fact test optional. Danielle, can you share the percentage of students that apply and that are ultimately admitted that did not submit their test scores? Mm. So this is a really hot topic, I find, the <laughs> whole concept of test optional and whether or not to send SAT scores or ACT scores. We've been test optional since before COVID, so we have adjusted a bit differently, I think, than some other schools. But from last year's applicant pool, about 77% of students who applied, applied test optional, and about 76% of admitted students applied test optional. So a large bulk of our applicants and our admitted students are applying without SAT or ACT scores. Well, we appreciate that insight because many students and their parents believe that the test optional movement is a myth. So sharing that data is very helpful, again, to the students and their parents going through the process. And of course, Danielle, the transcript is the most important part of the academic portion of any application. Can you walk us through what you're looking for when reviewing an applicant's transcript? And does it differ based on the student's intended major? So for the most part, we are looking not only at the grades that students are receiving, but also their grade trend. We especially like to see when students have been consistently strong in their courses or have had an upward grade trend where the GPA continually gets better every year. We also take into account the rigor of students' courses, like college courses, AP courses, and IB higher level courses. However, I always recommend that students take on a workload that they think they can manage the best. Just because a student takes four AP courses does not guarantee their acceptance. It's more important that a student earns A's and B's in regular courses rather than doing poorly in AP courses. Uh, in terms of some other majors that we look at differently, our nursing program is a very competitive direct entry program. So we do look for students to have taken and done well in biology and chemistry, as well as have a strong GPA overall. Our dual degree program in accounting, where students can earn their bachelor's and master's in five years, is also a bit more competitive than our general bachelor's degree programs. Hey, podcast friends, are you or someone you know in need of some custom college gear? Prep Sportswear carries a wide variety of college fan gear and apparel, including T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, and so much more. So whether you're getting ready to go to the game, hanging out on campus, organizing a college bed decorating party, or you're simply looking to build upon your college gear, Prep Sportswear has you covered. Check out our Prep Sportswear affiliate partnership link in the show notes for all the details. As an affiliate partner with Prep Sportswear, the podcast does receive a small commission if you make a purchase. But rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel that would benefit our listeners. And now, back to the show. Well, we appreciate that, especially how you explain that it's better to get an A and a B mm -hmm. in a course that is not at the college level as opposed to taking that AP course and scoring perhaps a D or a C. Right. So we appreciate that insight, Danielle. Thank you so much. And what are the different ways a student may apply to Pace University? 
And Danielle, is there a benefit to applying one way over the other? This is a great question. For most of our majors, students can apply early decision, early action one or two, or regular decision. Uh, But it is important to keep in mind that our performing arts program is very competitive and has a specific application timeline. So students should be aware of that if they're interested in majors like musical theater, commercial dance, production and design for stage and screen. For these programs, students have to submit their academic application, either through the Common App or the PACE application by December 1st. And then they must submit their pre-screen materials through a platform called Accepted by January 3rd. And these pre-screen materials vary based upon the programs that students are applying for, but are essentially a portfolio of your creative work. So if you're interested in commercial dance, the majority of your pre-screen requirements will be videos of your dance skills. And then from there, the performing arts faculty review the pre-screens and reach out to students who have been chosen for a live audition or interview, uh, which is required for students to be considered for our performing arts programs. So that is one decision plan that I think is definitely important for students to be wary of because it is very different from applying as an English major or an education major, for example. Well, we appreciate the overviews and the distinctions between the different programs. Danielle, I always put the Office of Undergraduate Admissions in the show notes. If there are any additional links that you'd like to provide, just email them to me. And of course, I'll make them available to the students and their parents in the show notes. So we appreciate that, Danielle. And I also received some inquiries about students that are homeschooled. So Danielle, how does the application process differ for students that are homeschooled? Well, homeschooled students, like all of our applicants, are reviewed based on academic performance. Like all applicants, they submit their application, essay, transcripts, and letters of recommendation. One thing that's different is they send in a homeschool information form. And this form asks for additional information from the student's homeschool teacher. And something else to keep in mind is that homeschooled students do have to receive a state-recognized high school diploma. If they will not be receiving this diploma, they have to send in their GED exam results to be considered. So generally very similar process, just an additional form and making sure that either you're sending in GED exam results or you're making sure that you're getting a state-recognized diploma from high school. Well, we appreciate the overview. And Danielle, what are some examples of college essays that left an impression on you? And what advice would you share with prospective students in terms of what to think about when they're sitting down preparing to write their essays? For me, the essay is the most important part of the application process because it is an opportunity for admissions counselors like myself to really get an inside look into the interests, goals, and the lives of students beyond their academic and extracurricular worlds. One essay that really made an impression on me discussed the ways that multiple different women have helped raise the student into the person that they have become. And one woman, for example, the student's mother, taught her resilience, while another, her childhood babysitter, taught her patience. But what was so profound about this essay was the way that the student didn't simply tell me what each woman taught her, but instead used stories to show me. One of the best ways 
for students to express themselves through their essays is to focus less on the topic of the essay and more on how they write the essay. Whenever I speak to students about college essays, I suggest they view it as a small story that shows their growth over time and teaches counselors about parts of them that we don't already know by looking at their transcripts, activity sheets, and letters of recommendation. So the stories that students use don't have to be wildly unique. They can even just be small moments that accumulate over time, just like in the essay about the woman in the student's life. Well, that's terrific. And I love how you talked about the importance of the essay showing the growth over time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter the topic that they choose, but they want to add something new using the essay that's not available on other parts of the application, such as, as you mentioned, the transcript, the activity sheet, or anywhere else. So we appreciate that insight, Danielle. Thank you so much. And of course, speaking of the activity sheet, a student's activity sheet is obviously another piece of the overall application. What are the kinds of things you're looking for beyond the work they did in the classroom when looking at that activity sheet? So I think here at Pace, we're really focusing on consistency rather than quantity. This means you don't need to take on a million clubs, sports, and organizations to be seen as an involved, active member of your school community. The most important part of the activity sheet for me is the amount of time a student has spent in a specific club or team and if they have taken on a leadership role in that activity. If you spent two or three years in your school's literary magazine and are now an editor of that magazine, this tells me more about you than if you were a member of 20 clubs altogether but only committed yourself to each one for a single year. Also, leadership roles don't necessarily mean that you have to be the president of student government. I see interns, small business founders, babysitters, teacher's assistants, and food drive organizers as leaders too. Well, that's terrific. Thank you so much. And I appreciate when you said consistency rather than quantity. Many students, when they're getting ready for their applications, realize I have to fill that activity sheet. And all of a sudden in junior year, they're taking on eight, 10, right. whatever it is in terms of numbers of activities. So students remember that consistency over your four years of high school is very important compared to the quantity, the number of clubs. So thank you so much for that, Danielle. We appreciate it. And does Pace University offer any programs for students that may have had an IEP while in high school, of course, to help ensure that they continue to be successful once they're at Pace? And if so, Danielle, can you explain what you offer? So our wonderful colleagues in Student Accessibility Services provide accommodations to students who may have had an IEP in high school and seek academic adjustments like extended time to complete exams, permission to record classes, note-taking services, and a distraction-reduced testing environment. Another incredible program that we have here at Pace is OASIS, which stands for Ongoing Academic Social Instructional Support. OASIS provides comprehensive support services for neurodiverse college students, including those that identify with autism spectrum disorder and other disabilities. Students in this program still meet our academic requirements for admission into PACE, like every other student, but if they're eligible for PACE academically, they would apply to OASIS, submit a recent neuropsychological evaluation, and then meet with OASIS support staff for a personal interview. 
Well, we appreciate that, and thank you so much for sharing. And, Danielle, this has been an awesome conversation, but unfortunately it brings us to the last question, which is, what are your top three pieces of advice you would provide a student and their parents getting ready for the college admissions process? Yeah, there's a lot of different pieces of advice that I could come up with, but I think the main ones are to do research. So that includes browsing the schools that have the majors you're looking for, signing up for campus tours and events, finding out the specific application requirements for each school and major of your choice, uh, be organized as well. I am a little old school. I always tell students to get a notebook and that notebook will be your best friend and write down all of the schools you're applying to, all of their deadlines and requirements. And keep in mind if any requirements are different depending upon what you're looking for in terms of programs. So for students interested in fine arts, engineering, performing arts, nursing, those programs often have different application deadlines or materials. So it's really helpful to write it all down and have it all in one place. And uh, giving yourself time in the summer prior to your senior year to write and revise your essay is also smart since you won't be overwhelmed with school and applications and you can really put your best foot forward. But I think the most important piece of advice out of all of this is to not be afraid to ask questions. It's applicable to the entire part of the application process. Admissions counselors are first and foremost resources to help guide you through the application process. And all our contact information is typically on each college's website. So always feel free to reach out to us, especially if you're a first-generation student. We are here for you to guide you. So I think that's the most important part is to know that, that you have help and you have advice and you have guidance um, and that we're really not, not very intimidating. We love talking to students. <laughs> Well, that's great advice. Danielle, thank you so much. I am so happy because I know that this conversation is going to help so many students and their parents. It was an honor and pleasure having you, and I do hope to have you again. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks, Danielle. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Cap, the College Admissions Process Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please don't forget to tell a friend and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am your host, John Durante, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Cap. What's up, podcast friends? I'm happy to announce that we've teamed up with some fantastic affiliate partners to further enhance your overall college journey. So do you or someone you know need stylish dorm decor, trendy college apparel, or top-notch test prep? Whether it's creating a cozy home away from home, flaunting the latest in college apparel, or securing top-notch test prep help, we've got you covered. Check out our affiliate links in the show notes within each of these categories, which we believe will help you, our listeners. Please note that if you make a purchase through any of our affiliate links, the podcast does get a small commission, but rest assured that we would only promote products that we believe in and feel would benefit you, our listeners. So check out the links in the show notes and share with anyone you think may benefit. Thank you all and best wishes.